Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Believe in the Bronx uh, Yankees podcast. Pete Caldera, Yankees beat writer for USA Today Network and three-time Yankees world champion Mike Stanton. Uh, Mike, uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, the Yankees are here. We're recording on the, the weekend of uh, June 4th. And, uh, you know, Aaron Judge keeps doing Aaron Judge things. Uh, it's incredible. You know, for a, for a fleeting moment when uh, he made that incredible catch uh, uh, against the bullpen wall, Mike, yeah. uh, to rob J.D. Martinez in a, in a critical spot in eighth inning, uh, you, got a, you got a quick glimpse of, I mean, even Aaron Boone said there was an oh-no moment. And, you know, this is the one player you cannot lose on this team. They've had, they've had a ton of guys on their IL, uh, and they've already had – judge on the IL for, for 10 days, but uh, you lose this guy. Uh, you, you, you almost might as well pack it up. And, and sure. uh, I think, I think that that thought might've gone through a, a lot of Yankee minds uh, when judge was chasing that ball. Well, Pete, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to take his aggressiveness away right. from him, but yeah, I mean, you got to hold your breath every time something like this happens. We talked about this all winter about how the Yankees can't afford to lose Aaron judge. Well, that doesn't, that, that, uh, that means by injury also, not just by free agency. Um, and you know what, what continues to surprise me is as big as this guy is, is his athleticism. You know, yeah, the dude's got big power. We know that. He's always had that. Uh, he's made so many adjustments since he started. I mean, if you remember when he came up, he couldn't make contact. I mean, yeah, if he ever did touch the ball, it would go a long ways. But there were just uh, – he just swing and miss like crazy. And there's still a lot of swing and miss in his game. He's a big dude. That's a big strike zone. But it still amazes me how good of an outfielder he is not that I'm not that I'm 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 belittling him in any any way, shape, or form. But he makes a play like that. He makes a big throw, or whatever it is. Um, it, it just amazes me that uh, you know he. It really it, how how good like I said how good of an athlete he is. But I also think how much he cares about it. You know, we've seen so many players over the years that you know were good outfielders at the beginning. But once they started hitting home runs, once they started becoming this big dynamic offensive player, they kind of just shut down the defensive side of it. And, you know, Barry Bonds is a perfect example. Um, Jose Canseco, another one. You know, these guys were tremendous. I remember Barry when he was with Pittsburgh. I mean, he was a tremendous outfit. Never had a really good arm, but he could go get it. He cared about his defense. Um, and then Jose was the same thing. I mean, yeah, he was a 40-40 guy, but – you know, then he plays the ball off his head. It goes for a home run. I mean, you know, it, the, the defensive side just shut down. But with with Aaron, he's always been, you know what? That side is just as important as the offensive side, and that side being the defensive side. And, you know, he content again, he just continues to amaze me uh, at, at the athleticism he shows in the outfield. Yeah, and uh... – you know, Boone and, and some of the Yankees were, were, were talking about, you know, just the, the way that uh, not, not only that he, he cares and, and understands, but he, he, he plays in control, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because he's not, he, you know, he's not going to do anything reckless. But if he needs to make a play uh, and in that spot, he did. Uh, he's going to get the ball yeah. and then, um, you know, I guess deal with the consequences. Uh, you know, the, you're running into a padded wall. Uh, yeah, I know. In years ago, you didn't have that luxury, but still, when you're talking about uh, a guy that of, of his size, 
anytime he's going to, you know, contact a, a wall or get near it, uh, you always have to, you know, hold your breath. And, uh, you know, it was interesting even before that game, uh, you know, the subject of, of uh, playing Aaron Judge back in center field came up. And, you know, yeah. at least in center field, you're not dealing uh, as much as you would be in the corners, you know, with, uh, right. with contact with, with, with walls. And, and yeah. uh, you know, that came up last year. He, he, you know, he, when he, when he played 70, 80 games out there uh, and he covered a lot of ground and he did it well. And he, and he was certainly an above average uh, center fielder, but, but uh, you know, Boone and the Yankees seem uh, at, at the very least reluctant right now uh, to do that with with Bader out and with now Greg yeah. uh, Allen out with a, with a hip flex. So I'm just curious what you feel because, you know, maybe I think there – I mean, there could be two things here at play. One, just not not mess with a good thing right now um, and, and leave him in, uh, in right field. Uh, and the other part of it was that he was dealing with a hip problem. If he's moving around more in, in center field than, than, say, right, covering more ground – uh, you know, does that hip strain, you know, come back into play? Sure. Who knows? But I, I think that may be why they're reluctant. Well, I, you know, everyone knows that when you play center field, yes, you have two outfielders to contend with, not just one. You don't have as much time, uh, you know, jumping up against the walls. You can say that, but you can always look back at King Griffey Jr. I mean, you know, this, this, this guy was definitely on the way of being one of the best players, or he already is one of the best players, maybe the best player to ever take the field, ran into the wall a few times. And then all of a sudden he was, he was not the same player. Uh, but Aaron does play with a controlled aggression and, you know, he's going to dive at a ball when he need it's time to die for a ball or when he really thinks he has a chance of catching it. He's not just going to play out of control. But as far as him playing center field, uh, to go back to that, I, I think that center field is more difficult just simply because you have so much more uh, just greenery, so much more grasp, so much more acreage that you have to cover. Yeah. And there is wear and tear. Now, him being as big as he is, and I'm not talking about just tall, uh, I'm not sure what what exactly he claims his weight is, but it's got to be north of of 250, 260, maybe two, 270 because this is a big, big, big dude. That's a lot of wear and tear on your knees, a lot of wear and tear on your hips and your back, and and all that running is definitely over time will take uh, will take effect on on his offensive side and on him staying on the field. So I think that's as much as anything else. It's not really can he play it. We know he can play it. We know he right. can play it pretty well. Uh, but it's really what is the long term effect of him going out there on a daily basis and and you know having to to cover not just the left center field gap but the right center field gap and, and everything that goes along with being a center fielder. Um, that's why you know Harrison Bader, who has swung the bat pretty well uh, when he's been in there, has isn't really known as an offensive player going back to his St. Louis days. I mean, he was a tremendous gold glove caliber defensive guy. That's what you need. Yeah, you would love to have, you know, a Bernie Williams back, you know, but those are those are, you know, generational type players. Guys don't come up every single every single uh, every every single year with that kind of ability. So what is the most important thing? Well, when you have guys like John Carlos Stanton, you have guys like Aaron Judge, uh, you know, you have offensive players. Defense in center field, it has to be paramount. And that's where Bader comes in. But, you know, Bader's had a tough time uh, keeping his spikes on and staying in between yeah. the white lines. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll get into that just to, uh, to, to make a point, too, that uh, they do trust Isaiah Kiner-Falefa uh, out there in center field, mm -hmm. which is you know kind of amazing when you consider that uh, three months ago he was uh, just converting from an infielder, and now they trust him. Yeah. Well, here, here's my here's my point on on uh, here's my view on that. Uh, Pete. Yeah. Anytime, especially when you're talking about a middle infielder, you know, growing up, those were your best athletes. You know, where does the best guy on the team play? Play shortstop, unless he's left-handed. But you know, they play up the middle. And anytime you move further away from home plate, you know, an infielder goes to the outfield. Um, it's really not that big of a transition. Yeah, there's some finer points of each position you have to learn. But if you're athletic enough to play in the middle infield, especially shortstop, then you're absolutely athletic enough to play in the outfield. Uh, you know, the only the biggest problem is, you know, especially on like ground balls, you don't have anybody behind you to to pick the ball up. So you got to make sure you keep the ball in front of you, but I just don't think it's really that big of a deal. You have a guy that can play you know, even average major league shortstop, he's going to be able to go in the outfield and be just fine. Right. You mentioned Bader. I mean, he let such a spark when he came back uh, off the IL uh, in, in early May uh, and, and that dynamic of having uh, both Judge and Bader in the, in the lineup uh, had, had really paid dividends. The, the, the club uh, began uh, winning on a regular basis again. Now he's out of the lineup. Uh, they're hoping to get him back uh, by mid to late June. Um, you know, the other Part of this uh, Bader equation is that um, this is the guy you you you'd ideally like to have uh, under a long term contract at some sure. point. Not let him go into free agency and uh, and you know kind of wrap him up. He's uh, just turned twenty nine th th this weekend, uh, you know, entering the prime of his career. Seems to love this New York spotlight, as you said, mm -hmm. an elite defensive center fielder with a power element. And yes, if he can, uh, you know, uh, you know hit you know 250 uh with with all that uh you know you you've, you've got a you know you've, you've got a 10 million dollar uh or above player right there sure um i think you you but uh you know it's that but that that thing uh uh in in your head that's thinking you know can we keep him on the field they you know the yankees have gone through this uh with with aaron hicks uh to some extent uh, uh on the pitching side they did it with uh louis severino trying to you know, commit long-term to guys that uh, they have before they hit free agency. Um, a risk involved with, with anyone, but uh, I, I think the Yankees have, you know, have a lot to think about, uh, but I think they would like to uh, enter in some point uh, long-term negotiations with Bader. What do you what do you feel about that? I think it's, um, I mean, it makes sense. You yeah. know, if you're going to have a good team, you have to have, you know, the old, the, the old saying, you have to be strong up the middle, which is catcher middle infield yeah. and center field. And, you know, he's, he's shown that he can handle the New York spotlight uh, that, you know, he didn't cut all the fanfare. He came to the Yankees defensively is all legit. You know, he really is that good defensively. The other side of it is I don't think it's going to take a crazy long-term contract to get him. You know, the, one of the benefits in my opinion for the Yankees and Brian Cashman is the simple fact that, you know, this isn't a tremendous offensive player. Has he gotten better? Yes. Could he get better? Of course. But he hasn't put up crazy numbers. So I don't think you're going to have to go to, you know, you know, six or seven years 
to sign a Harrison Bader. I think you might be able to get him for a three or maybe a four-year deal. It's also not going to be an out, outrageous dollar amount either, just simply because he hasn't put up those big power numbers. And, you know, like a, like someone that's going into free agency in the prime of their career and, it, you know, has had big offensive years in the past. You're not going to have to give them those, those kind of numbers. So I, I think that the, it could be a uh, a simple, maybe even a short – um, negotiation with Bader and the Yankees, uh, as as long as you know, as long as the Yankees aren't trying to lowball him, or the other yeah. side of it, as long as you know the Bader camp doesn't come in and say you know he wants an eight year contract. Right. Uh, the Yankees uh, lineup has been uh, uh, improved, stabilized, if you will, uh, with the returns of of Stanton and uh, uh, Donaldson uh, this weekend, uh, playing two out of the three uh, games. You know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Low walking them back uh, in, into form. Yeah, here. Josh but, having uh, the big game, first game back. Yeah, and it's uh, I mean, it just you know shows you. I mean, at least you know even at thirty seven, that uh, as Boone has said, it's 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 still in there. But uh, you know, then they they like to get a little more out of out of DJ Lemayhew too, who's you know batting average is you know yeah forties now, and uh, strike strikeouts are up a bit uh, if they can get him back on track. Uh, you know, they'd had the more balanced lineup that they were hoping to have going into the season. Very un-DJ LeMahieu-like. This is a high-contact, usually low-strikeout type of guy. And so, you know, the first question that comes to my mind when something like this happens is, uh, first, are you physically physically healthy? You know, is there still an issue? Are you still dealing with something? Second is, why the change? I mean, have you? Is there an approach change? Are they trying to get you to hit the ball in the air? What you know? What is it? Every player, you can't you can't coach every player exactly the same. Yeah. Um, You know, you can't have nine home run hitters in a lineup. You know, somebody's got to be able to get on base, or else all you're doing is hitting solo home runs. Uh, you, You need those crooked numbers put up on the board and you have to right. have somebody walk. You got to have somebody get on base, uh, you know, with just base hits and singles and not saying that I, that's all DJ is because he does have some power, but you know, really where DJ, where his biggest value is going to be in is, is in his on base percentage. He needs to get on base and that's where, you know, he's really had the biggest issue. Yeah. The batting average is low, but you know, if he was getting on base at 36%, you really wouldn't care about the batting average because he's still getting on base. Well, that's not the case. So got to figure out exactly what's going on. I don't really understand, you know, are his eyes okay? I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, he says he's physically fine, and that's not that hasn't been an issue. I yeah. mean, that, obviously that, that foot in injury last year just wrecked his second half, kept him off the postseason roster for the second year in a row. But uh, physically he's fine. I mean, maybe. Uh, but I guess the, the other question would be, is is he, you know, why why the swing and miss out of the zone? Yeah, you know, that's that's something he that chased. he has always has been good at is making pitchers throw strikes, and that's where the on base percentage comes from. Making pitchers throw strikes and not offering it pitches out of the zone, and that's because that's where all the swing and miss is. Yeah, uh, I wonder too why. I mean, the, the Yankees uh, uh, and Boone has have kept him in the middle of the lineup instead of the the top of the lineup, where you know you would anticipate that yeah. he would have been uh, back in the leadoff spot when he when he came back. But they've liked uh, what they've seen out of Glaber Torres. Uh, in the leadoff spot, and then, you know, just uh, you know, had a hit streak. Uh, you know, twelve games has uh, mm-hmm. you know his, his walks are up. His his 
his overall uh, plate discipline has improved dramatically, I, I think, this year. And, and and right now, I think they just want to leave him in, in, in the lead-up spot. And that's and that's what you that's what you hope for as a player gets into his late twenties is that the maturation process really shows up. All of a sudden, you know, he figures out uh, more of who he is and what he needs to do to be successful. Uh, because you know, Glaber's always been a dude that you you know can hit the ball a long ways. Uh, he he at times he can be a high contact guy as long as he's not swinging out of the zone. You know, he was a little aggressive. Last year and the previous years, it does seem like this year he has he has calmed down a little bit mentally, and that's been able now he's been able to get the ball in the zone. And when you make pitchers put the ball in the strike zone, you have a much better chance of success. Right. Uh, before we leave, we should uh, talk about the upcoming Yankees schedule uh, for the first time this year. Uh, Mike, they're going to see the Red Sox, and uh, they're going to see a lot of them back to back weekend, six of the next. That's crazy. We're in June, and you haven't seen the yeah. Red Sox. That's crazy. I haven't seen the Red Sox. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably can't remember the last time you probably first faced the Red Sox in the middle of June instead of never. Uh, yeah, <laughs> April or May. But uh, back then, back then you played you played uh, April and September. That's when you played in your division. <laughs> That's right. And it's a different Red Sox team, but uh, probably one that's uh, you know fared a lot better than we anticipated uh, yeah. going into the season. Well, I don't know. I was actually one. I, I when I do my predictions on MLB Network Radio, I, I I try and think out of the box sometimes. And I was actually the only host on the radio channel that actually picked the Red Sox to be the third wild card team. Wow! So I actually had them because I was exp- I was wanting maybe hoping, you know, Chris Sale would come back and and at least be part of what he used to be. And he has had – and he has been much better um, as of late. You know, the velocity is – but, you know, I, I thought that, the you know, the Red Sox were going to be able to score some runs, which they have. Um, yeah. They still have some issues. But, yeah, I mean, the whole American League East, I mean, you look at them, you know, they've spent a large portion of this first half of the – or first third of the season here um, – the whole division being over 500, which I don't want to say is surprising because, you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into that. But they've really, you know, the Red Sox have handled themselves pretty well. And, you know, the Red Sox, just like the Yankees, they always get up for these 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 matchups. Yeah, it's always it's going to be fun. And the uh, they'll have a, a series in there with the Mets, uh, too, coming up. Uh, uh, ditto uh, what I just said about that. Exactly Mets. right. You've been through those. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in our uh, our next podcast. Yeah. And, uh, we're glad you join us. We hope you keep uh, joining us. And uh, from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, oh, by the way, one last thing. I sent yes. in our last podcast that talked about how I needed to uh, uh, fill out my uh, my application, my oh, yeah. paperwork, the questionnaire for yeah. Old Timers Day. I am I am officially it's sent in, so I should be at Old Timers Day in September this year. Excellent, September 9th, right? I think, I think so. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Circle that on your calendars and. Uh, That's it for Believe in the Bronx. Believe in the Yankees. We'll see you soon.